I've 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 never had a wank while driving, but I've definitely considered it on long runs. It being like five hours in on the motorway. Aye. Hi, this is Ian here. Just a heads up that the today's episode with the vaccine developer Jamie Boyle was recorded on the 19th of December, so that's why we haven't mentioned anything to do with new strains of COVID. Everything is still relevant though, so enjoy the show. And we are back for just a little bit of chat before uh, we bring on Jamie Vaccines. How you Jamie doing, Vaccine, man? I'm excited to meet him, man. I'm excited to learn some shit from him. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, man. I've not seen him for 10 years, but I'm looking forward to... Uh, Getting some chat film, learning about how vaccines work, etc. Mm. We'll try and convince them we think it's a hoax. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do you think I could, Jay? I could be like, so, Jamie, what have you got to say on the autism and the vaccines? <laughs> Are you adding that? Just, I, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him my name's Anti Vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> That's strong. Right, well, excellent. Like, but then we can get some serious chat with them, but then a little bit of fun as well. But, mm-hmm. um, what did I do with that bit of paper in my wee notes, man? Is oh, that I don't know. It was on flat. Yeah. Aye, man, it was during the I recorded in the, us in the CDC that I found out exactly what vaccines do. So I am excited to learn much more because I was running on the assumption that vaccines only work if everybody had a vaccine. So I found that out was madness. Yeah, that was uh, that was hilarious. You were like, you take the vaccine, then it stops you getting the disease. <laughs> Fuck Nobody's ever really explained vaccines to me. People Wait, just assume, they, you know. They say the education system in this country is failing, but... Yeah, <laughs> they fucking... They gave me vaccines. Are you going to take it then when you when they start dishing them out? I think oh. I'm getting one in, like, January. Really? Yeah, January, February. Cause Why? Because I, I work, like, in close contact with people and stuff. Because I'm essential. <laughs> You're se- mate, well, I've got asthma, mate. So that, <laughs> so that puts me on tier six. <laughs> I get. I can't wait. I, I'll be. I'll be getting it as soon as possible. Aye, so same. I've just sure. stole what you said to me when I said like, "You oh, microphone right in the face, sir." Eh, eh. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've just stole what you said to me, which is when I asked you, "You're like anything that lets me do stand up quicker." <laughs> and I'm not. I, I've just started saying that to people. I'm not even sure if I believe it, but anything that helps me do stand up quicker, man. Absolutely. You think it? Aye, man. A hundred percent. Like, I don't even care for side effects. It could make my fucking cum die forever. Because <laughs> they're saying, like, they can't, I'm going to ask Jamie about this, you can't, like, test for fertility rates based on, like, the effects of the vaccine. So, I'm, uh, but I don't really mind, man. I'll just adopt, honestly, if I can just start. Because I've got, like, three holidays planned next year and, like, I want to start doing gigging again. Yeah. Less is fun, but I want to, fuck, I need that validation. You need the buzz. You need the buzz. Uh, 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 put it in my veins, man. <laughs> The vaccine or the buzz. The vaccine or the buzz. <laughs> uh, what was that guy say? What did you just say? Um, so I would take the vaccine Side effects. for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, we smoke. <laughs> 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 Those people who do like hard smack are like, I'd never take that vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think that this year's kind of shown is that like, although we knew this anyway, like your life when you're born has a value and then that value depletes for pretty much every day until you die. Yes, but 
only because we put that value system on it. Aye. And other cultures, as people get older, they get, you know, special, wiser. And that's true, man, yeah, but, like, definitely here anyway, like, there's no, there's no people doing, like, a fundraiser for, like, an 80-year-old with cancer. Like, you get to a certain age where they just start being, they don't even tell you. <laughs> just, Aye. Like, they're just like, oh, he's got, like, five different types of cancer. Eight-year-old with cancer feels like, like a waste of my money on a GoFundMe. <laughs> Eight-year-old with cancer, oh, count me in, oh, count me in. And, like, do you think, like, you know what they've been saying, um, you know, everyone's had a sort of, some people have had a pretty relaxed attitude to, like, certain laws with COVID and stuff like mm-hmm. that because it seems to affect like old and sick people which is you know this is sad obviously but do you reckon people would be as relaxed about like going to beer gardens if it was fucking little kids that were getting like <laughs> they were affected by it as in it was only little kids yeah if like see if you know how the, the figures were like if you're fine you're fine if you're over 30 <laughs> Is that, that is, probably, Jamie the vaccine guy? No, we're getting him on Zoom. Oh. Um, so, uh, I'll just be able, that's probably my fucking bin, man. <laughs> DIY till we die. Yeah, mate, I don't know how to handle that. I was scared. Don't go to the dog's master. Aye. Say, I've seen that. So, if, if, if you're like, MD, over 30 is fine, but yeah. the kids are fucked. Mate, people wouldn't have left their houses yet. Do you know what I mean? Unless you didn't have kids, but most people do care about children. <laughs> I think a lot of people say they care about children. Yeah. Until their freedom is approached upon. <laughs> Maybe you're right, man. Yeah, people Maybe like, would be like, like wait, how many fucking kids? How, how many haven't spoke to me for years? <laughs> my ways still don't know about me. How many days... I don't know about my <laughs> Dad, how many... Uh, how many... How many days do you think somebody would need to be trapped in the house until they went outside going, fuck you, Wayne's, <laughs> fuck you, Wayne's. I'm um, getting out. I reckon about fucking, I don't know, it depends on the person, man. Probably mm. for me, it'd be like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three days, that's what it is. For the, we're not going to be kicking my neighbour's wings, uh, like, fucking get her back in the house. I'm just like, oh, I hope we don't Shield die. Shield the wings. Shield the wings. <laughs> or like, kill the wings. They're going to go at some point, man. Yeah. Um, Jamie. We've got like a few minutes. What's his second name? Jamie Boyle. We've just been calling him Jamie Vaccine. Jamie Vaccine the so, whole time. Yeah. This is good to know. That's yeah. good to know. Because I'll be like, it's Jamie Vaccine. He'll be like, do you think I'm a fucking gladiator? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would you like to learn from? What would you like to take away for this episode? Um, I, w- I want to. I want to know how like the actual scientific side of it works because we're mm. like kind of, especially since the last sort of few months, I've sort of sort of ignored uh, COVID-based news and like we had stuff to. like that because it was just getting. Uh, it was just getting. <laughs> Like grim, grim as fuck. Yeah, grim. that's the one. Like you just, you just stopped what to see people's like. Everyone's quoting these stats at each other, and they're all like, everyone only ever quotes stats that suit their fucking opinion. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Completely. There's lots of stats to suit every opinion. Like, I uh, oh. you, have you seen on Facebook? They've got the, you can put the wee circle in your face that says "count me in." <laughs> when the vaccine comes, <laughs> I'll be getting. I spelled that right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think it's, it's almost like the Chi- we deserve to be divided by the Chinese via social media because if you like, because everything's tribalism and now they put a wee logo in your face and go that says fuck what you believe. This is what I believe, <laughs> and that's cool that you believe it, but don't put it on your face. <laughs> you wouldn't tattoo it on your face. You don't need to put it around the circle. Mate, um, there was uh, people that. Uh, 
that would like post now when when the when the first lockdown happened, people yes. were like, "I can't, uh, I can't go on furlough. I'm a carer." That was like the, uh, <laughs> or like which fair enough if you're a carer for like a member of your family. But I used to be a care assistant in a mm. care home and loads of like, different care homes, and a lot of carers are fucking terrible at their jobs. <laughs> 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 like you shouldn't be on your high horse if you're like fucking basically abusing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barton fuck out people like who'll do this if I'm not here? Yeah. Eh? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was that bad, but uh, yeah. no, in your care No, not 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 where I worked. Um, I mean, although I did go into places like when I worked for agency where you would like get called out to different care homes and stuff mm. like that, and then sometimes you go in and they'd be like. <laughs> Just staff that are like not getting people cleaned properly and that, or they like tell people when they need to go to the toilet and all this sort of stuff. Uh, it's just honestly like the grimmest, uh, grimmest fucking experience. Ever. At least you brightened it up a wee bit. At least that you went in there and gave it a wee bit of. Mate, sometimes they would get excited because like, they would, uh, they would not, not like not like when I come oh, in. Oh, yeah! When I come in. Look at this big, like, lovely bastard! <laughs> but you'd, uh, you'd go into certain care homes and like you'd, uh, you'd have to take people to the toilet sometimes or something mm. like that. And then some Sometimes there are other, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before in the podcast, probably one of the pilots, but one of the mm. other old women that sitting next to him would go, oh, man's got a man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, used, there was this okay, home in like John Hill or something that used to they used to be the same group of women that would do that every time I worked there every single time <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ they think it's the first time every time uh, they're like that oh, I've got, I said I've got one for you Nan's got a man and that Nan even Nan's like oh. and you're like oh, I wait a pump up Grammary Grammary get it all out before Jamie comes on he's a respectable she's about 40 <laughs> she, my grand's very young she's like 60 no. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just this, this day. This day, today she's 60. She's I'm at, the next week. I am 25, pretty soon. Quarter century. Yeah. Quarter century, boy. Feels good, feels good, man. Heading into a good stage for 25. Is it pretty much the same stage I was at 22? Yes. But look at how far we've come, you know? <laughs> I've got a haircut. Excelled in that one stage. Aye, that what? Yeah, haircuts, man. yeah, that's very true. Can't take that away from me. <laughs> Say what you want about the rest of my year. My heat's look different a few times. You want to see the Tarion Boyd early twenties lookbook? It's, uh, it's a sight to behold. There, yeah, yeah. For I, I wonder how many you and you're like twenty three. I'd say so. That's Aye. Ben was saying he thinks he was at your first gig in uh, Calabash. He might have. No, do you know what he might have been at? Hmm. He might have been at the one at Junkyard, which was that, my second gig. That's what he was that's saying. Where I met you. Right, that was I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, God, I didn't there actually. That's mad. Ago, yeah. Second gig. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was fucking amazing. You had to have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> People still talk about it, to be honest. They recalled at the Pringle Yard for a while. It was crazy in there. <laughs> Somebody somewhere smashed the second gig. Aye. Like, beyond belief. Was it you? Is this your way of introducing <laughs> your story? <laughs> no, my second gig was the worst gig of my life. It made me quit comedy and never come back. Aye, for like a week? For like a good few months. Aye. Yeah. Where, was the, where was the gig? Um, Wild Cabaret. It's the one where I took my notebook on stage and I was looking for jokes but I couldn't find the page so all the audience were watching was a little man sweat as he looked through this book going eh uh, eh uh, eh uh, do you ever sneeze when you're driving you need to keep your eyes open you? <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing eh <laughs> uh, mate you can't show any fear that's what fuck eh uh, I know <laughs> and I was like I'll look for Mel and Jane Godley was like or oh, maybe you're done <laughs> 
I dropped my notes as I was Yeah, I dropped my notes as I was leaving. She was like, "Ask your P forty five, son." The first time I did her gig, I had no idea she was like famous. I didn't know who she was. Nah, I think that's the thing with Maester comedy. Yeah, as you come in, going who, and then after <laughs> after a while, people are like, "That's John Stevens. <laughs> he was oh the biggest." And I'm like, I don't. But to be fair, Jenny actually is really famous now. But after doing the voiceovers and shit. I feel like nearly everyone in Scotland knows who she is. That's that's famous. Aye, aye, mate, aye, aye. She's not River City, though. Ah, she might have been. We don't know. We don't know. Aye. I don't know. Yeah. Is that the we on? And we are back to Pringle and Tarium Take On Reality, Scotland's number one anti-vax podcast. <laughs> I'm anti-vaccine. And today we're talking to Jamie Vaccines, or Jamie Boyle, who's working on a vaccine somewhere in Scotland for a company that shall not be named. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm good. That's a great drag name. That's what you're going to do. Anti-vaccine. Proper, like, old skills. Yeah, why not? Any vaccines, so, hilarious, uh, man. Jimmy, you're working on uh, the. I'll tell you, I'll let people hear and know how I know you. Um, me and Jimmy went to school together. We used to walk a ridiculously long journey to the school yeah. every day. I think that's why I wasn't like chubby as a child. Do you know what I mean? I was, like, oh, to... I was like well trimmed. I was all gone. <laughs> how long a journey we talking? Like a fifty minute walk. We used to have this guy Michael who lived along the road from me, and uh, his dad would walk with us for some mm-hmm. reason. Like he would walk with us to like the roundabout and then cross halfway across the roundabout, but he would still do it when we were like I mean it, it is one of the worst roundabouts like in the world like Harry's roundabout is like a nightmare but oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, there's like a bus stop on the roundabout it's bizarre it was like a solid two hours uh, two hours two miles yeah it was full yeah, two miles excessive. from yeah so it was good two cents, Jimmy. um <laughs> Yeah, so, um, so it was in school. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> where, where have you went since we used to go there long walks um, together? <laughs> uh, did an undergrad at Aberdeen um, in embryology, so nothing to do with vaccines, and then did a master's in Glasgow for a year. Again, nothing to do with the vaccines, and then I just sort of twirled around and ended up in vaccines. So that's um, virology, which is not really my field at all. But if, if you have a. Involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you've got. Um, if you do a medical science, you just sort of like fall into something, yeah. that, you know, as long as you have some vague idea, you sort of pick up as you go along. Is that the um, kind of, is that, so when you start off in a medical science study and is everybody just kind of a bit medicine? Yeah. And then everybody will just find their way. Pretty much. Like hilariously, like my original degree was immunology and pharmacology, which would make sense for this. And then I did like one immunology lecture and I was like, nope, not do it. <laughs> yeah. <I'm out. laughs> not about that. Um, and then, yeah. So my kind of, sort of backgrounds more in like you know developmental genetics and stuff which is quite interesting on its own but for anything outside of academia it's quite difficult to like find your footing so if you're unless you're going to do a phd which i didn't end up doing um you just sort of land into whatever you managed to come across and they've sort of landed where you're at there's plenty of folk doing science and degrees that are not their specialty so I'm fucking glad I didn't, man. It would have no, been so much work for so little money for like so you know like a couple of letters at the end of your name at the end of it. No, it's not for me. I know. Mm. I mean at least at least science PhDs are generally funded. At least you get mm. something akin to a to a wage. Um but yeah. I think I think if I managed to do a PhD in a job. That would be that's that's how you do it. It's like you do an industrial PhD, right. and so you're just getting paid your full wage, and then oh, I'll get a doctor well, doctor well on the side of it. But that's crazy. That's yeah. Does that? She's she's kind of got it sorted. I think, man. Yeah. Works mm. in like some kind of security stuff. I don't know. 
And but like in the defense industry, I don't know exactly what she does. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can say that on this, this publicly That's broadcast forum. Yeah. <laughs> Don also helps us with our social media. So. Yeah, yeah, she's the first line defense against assholes. Trolls. <laughs> Trolls. Yeah. Cool. So I didn't. So you you you'd get your degree in psychology and you got a PhD and no. I've already forgotten no, no, what it was. I never, I never got a PhD. You never got a PhD. Got masters. A masters. Get somebody on that's got a PhD. God damn, so I'm the only guy yeah. in this podcast with a master's. That's cool, man. That's cool. But yeah. for people who have never studied a master's and only have a reference point of like, uh, let's say, for example, uh, art school, HNC. I don't know why I chose that. Before, but, you didn't need to go to uni because you were like pairing it up as an, uh, an actor, as a child. So. Yeah, I was getting mad tang when I was like 15 because of that. <laughs> so I didn't get anything else. But, uh, but, but for, for, so how, both of you tell me, like, what's the experience like of being in such a, academically heavy environment so it's good you feel like the smartest person in the room all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, if only I definitely wasn't no neither man I was like I remember the first day of my master's I went in and there was like people asking these big like questions like more and more detailed than any of my questions like proper they'd, like, they'd, they'd, like they'd thought about it a lot and then I'm kind of like <laughs> what's that I forgot how to speak English they were proactive and you were slow active Aye, aye, that's, that's the word. Yeah. Jamie? Aye. I'm sure. Um, yeah, my sort of final two years, I was in a class of 10, so it was quite a small sort of grouping. And I don't know if this is the case for all like medical sciences, but um, my final degree, there was five exams. Three of them were like things you can learn, and then two of them were kind of like wing it exams. So one of them was like a problem-solving thing. But the other one, which was called the general medicine paper, was... Basically, I think the lecturers were just having a bit of a piss take that with your life because you had to add one. Can you give you a list of twenty questions? They sort of covered like the length and breadth of science, and you had to pick one that um, you could answer basically, and then write an essay on it for like two and a half hours. But they could be anything. So mine was like you're writing a book on embryology name three chapters and then describe what the chapters would contain yes. so like that's a reasonable question and another one's like uh, the Star Trek Vo- uh, Star Trek Voyager's computer is made up of biological neurons how would you theoretically keep that alive and you know what, what does the computer require to blah 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 another one was like Professor Snape is making a potion for <laughs> making a love potion what <laughs> name the biological reactors that would uh, do if, should a love potion exist kind I of thing the like, you know, so, dubious as an idea yeah. to be honest yeah, yeah. J.K. Rowling's gone down in the public eye yeah. what, the, what the fuck was the love potion J.K. that is what are they doing I'd know like, like this is not just like you know a pishy first second year exam this is your final exam yeah, so you're bizarre. answering what is with the pop culture questions like I mean it's quite fun at the, yeah. at the moment if you if you're not if you find something you actually like but right. imagine not being able to answer any of them you're just like what the what the fuck <laughs> is a Star Trek Voyager you know, like, I came here learn medicine no <laughs> fucking nerd shit like yeah. you know. <laughs> so um do you, I guess med is do you think COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon or a genuine hoax <laughs> it's not a hoax and it's not a bioweapon <laughs> Jamie please because answer the questions that you provides it's certainly not anyone like people think it's like oh it's you know a mega weapon like so every economy is like fucking down the drain so it's not really bit like you know only Russia's niche apart from, apart from Russia's oh well they didn't spend any money testing their damn vaccine so you know <laughs> they're like it's just like eh here you go we'll, we'll test as we go if they yeah, die it does 
they work if they survive at walks what's the problem if there's one thing about the Russians it's they do not value their general general population very much no, no. overall mentality no, we're talking about how the value of life really kind of depletes earlier on um, as you get older like people people care a lot more when a child is ill than they do when, a, when an adult like a grown adult is or whatever I bet in Russia that's like there's just a flat line at zero from fucking birth to death and, and that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that's from overall individual. Is it no the overall which call it like group instead of the individual? But then I guess that means during these COVID times they're like, well, fuck all the individuals. Let's just stab them in the elm and see what happens. Jamie, do you think that's a good approach to vaccinations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just wing it. Um, it's it's really not that. I think that's kind of problem. People yeah. are acting like you know, oh, we've we've had this solution for ages and that's why we can do it so quickly it's really like not about that and there's lots of stuff you could read into as to why we've managed to do this in under a year and it's basically you just removing the bureaucratic bullshit that slows everything down because like so for vaccines like you need an idea then you need to get grants to fund that idea then you need to develop sort of small-scale research on like could it be feasible? Then you have to do animal studies. Then you have to get that reviewed and approved. Then you have to go into actually creating a small batch. Then that goes to clinical one-two trials. And all this happens like like step after. Nothing happens mm-hmm. consecutively mm-hmm. because it's not it's a business risk more than anything else. Um, so how to, long is that know, process that you just described? So usually, be a, so, I'd imagine quite a few years. Like, yeah, it's normally about ten. Well, I think general is like you know, unless you get things pushed through, it's like about 10 years, like beginning to end from like idea to market, like because of the amount of, you know, regulations that required and then you get your clinical trial data and all the times you're feeding data at the point of creating it Mm -hmm. to, well, at the point of finishing and, you know, reviewing it and blah, 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 and giving it to the MHRA, the FDA, then they'll take their time about it. Then they'll g- give you back, you know, comments or queries that you've answered their comments and queries and then, you know, it's a whole back and forth and My nobody's God. particularly fast about it. Mm-hmm. The difference with this is that, you know, the whole world is dealing with it. There is fuck tons of money being thrown in every direction. So money's not a problem. And because of the nature of the international pandemic, instead of w- you're making more um, business risks, none of it's health risks. The same number of people are being tested on a clinical trial basis are the number of people that would be tested at any point. But the difference is you're feeding, that informa- you're feeding the information from beginning to end at all times to the regulators. And they're not waiting till the end. And there's other stuff like... Um, so when you... F- make like so yeah for our stuff so our vaccine which is quite s- slow on the uptake the ones that are just now are mrna vaccines and this one's that we're making is uh, sort of more traditional um whole inactivated vaccine so it's full vi- full virus that you kill off and then stick into people i'll explain i can explain the science yeah i got so many questions for you man don't worry about it like um so uh when you for ours, because we're using live virus, you need to make a bank of virus and you have to qualify the operators that make that that make that virus. So basically grow a bunch of cells, infect them with virus, and then you filter that out and then you end up with lots and lots of vials of virus that you then use to make your actual uh, vaccine. So you Scary. start with a master viral seed bank and then you make a working from that master. So you've got 
tons and tons of virus ready to make a vaccine, basically. Um, and in order to fear of being around all that, must all the virus. Right, I'll explain what that's about because yeah. I did this. I was I physically held COVID like in my so I had to fill three hundred and fifty vials of virus being pipetted out of this tubing so you're just like I mean it sounds like quite scary but really it's just like this mm-hmm. all the time <laughs> <laughs> lift down lift down and you know try to spill everything but there's plenty of you know safety precautions in being sort of risk assessed to all hell mm-hmm. on that but basically what, was, what my point was that in order to do that you need to be qualified um, and how you do that is you use a sort of dummy virus, which is basically, it's called vegetable peptone broth. It's basically vegetable soup that grows really easily when it goes cloudy, when it gets contaminated. Um, so it's basically to test it your operator's aseptic technique. So you're basically moving a big bag of vegetable soup into a tiny vial, few hundred vi- well, 750 vials of vegetable soup. And... You then put that in an incubator, wait two weeks, someone writes a report, and then that's you, quote-unquote, qualified. And (laughs) in any other situation, you would be able to do anything, like with the virus until that data's come back and signed you off as being operator qualified. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that. We sort of plowed ahead and then hoped that would be okay at the best. So it's not any risk to me or anyone else. It's the risk to the viral product. Uh, in case you've contaminated the virus so mm. um you skip all that that whole thing takes like a month so you just still did it but you didn't wait till the results came out at the end, end. so that cut some time down and mm. then you have to explain that to the emissaries like we've made this business risk because that's all it is like if if we'd made the virus and the qualification failed that's the whole thing fucked so yeah. you can't you ha- then have to get requalified and that what you've made after that you can't use because <sighs> you failed the operator qualification. So much so admin involved in this. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds down the drain, but that's purely business risk. So mm-hmm. that's an example of what we've done to like speed along. This isn't very funny, but it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite boring. But, I but I, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of, that's one of the sort of like cut, not cutting corners, but speeding up more business mm-hmm. risk in order to allow the speed of the development of this to go forward so, yeah. so how long has it so you, usually it would take like 10 years and how long has this process been with the covid vaccine how long has that took so we started just round about when the lockdown began more or less hilariously um we were working on uh a vaccine at the time for chikungunya, which is a mosquito-borne virus that you find in East Asia. Um, that doesn't have a vaccine at all about it. So that was our like our big money moment. And well, then uh, getting uh, mosquitoes. the other sort of big money moment that we make is a vaccine for Japanese encephalitis. So we're basically a travel vaccine company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the travel economy <laughs> tanked. So we had to move <laughs> really quickly. Fortunately, the virus uh, so economy we, went through the Yeah. Pretty much. The virus had a well, if you if you adapted, but that this wasn't our sort of modus operandi. It mm-hmm. was um, travel vaccines, so we had to like change gears like super quickly. Um, we then proposed you making this COVID vaccine using the same sort of method as the uh, Japanese encephalitis uh, vaccine, and so that's how we kind of 
we didn't have a new method. That's what's quite amazing about the Pfizer one is that that's entirely new technology. The mm. mRNA technology has never been done before. Ours is a fairly, you know, it works. Um, so we've had a few, a few different, sorry to interrupt you, but a few different of the vaccines that have come out have been mRNA vaccines. So they, yeah. they kind of shared their data early on that you can do this kind of thing. And then I, other I companies have started trying to do it as well. Or I think so. It's a, it's a sort of a, an, a, an idea mm. that way. Um, so... I'll, I'll quickly explain how the mRNA vaccine kind of works. So, yeah. what, what, is, um, what are these letters? mRNA. What's that? mRNA. So, uh, it literally means messenger RNA. So, <laughs> in your cells, right? Your DNA. Everyone's got DNA. DNA open when you have to make another protein. Your DNA opens up and exposes. You know, it's a double helix. Opens up, and then from the information along those, um, you know, your CGA and T's, you. Yes, then Jeremy. create messenger RNA from that and then the messenger RNA then goes off and makes the protein. So what the mRNA does, the vaccine, is that it codes for the surface protein of the vaccine. So it's not an actual of the virus. Um, so it's basically the, the, the recipe for one of the proteins on the COVID vaccine virus. And that surface protein is what allows the virus to enter cells and infect them and causes a whole pile of shit. Okay. So basically, it's creating a recipe for that protein that then you inject into your cells and your cells then are like, okay, we'll make this protein. Okay. And they were like, oh shit, it's that asshole protein. I don't recognize this. And then then kills that cell cells that have been given been creating the, that surface protein mm-hmm. it's called a spike protein and then your body then remembers what that surface protein looks like so then when you get infected by an actual covid virus it recognizes that and you have a better immune response so it's quite genius it basically uses your own natural um sort of protein synthesis uh, and works with it and allows you to discover what a COVID virus would look like at the point of infection. Wow. So it's pretty cool. So I sum that up, you've got your DNA and then yeah. you, you got your MRA and what happens MRNA. is MRNA. MRNA. Yeah. MRNA. Yeah. So, so your DNA opens up and then we use MRNA to find yeah. out what the DNA is saying. And it's like, oh, yeah. DNA, what you're saying? And the DNA is like, oh, here's my coding and that. And it's and then it yeah. adds in a wee sneaky one. It just slips it in under the bottom. It's like, pretty, maybe pretty I just... You're, you're sneaking in like a... Like a a recipe that your body's like, okay, well, just work with this. Yeah, and then like, it creates a protein it doesn't recognize. Um, amazing. So, so it creates like a, norm, a wee, yeah. like a wee bubble around the cell. Yeah. And then, and yeah. then, and then, the, and then the, and it's like, oh, the COVID tries to get in and it's like, oh, we are prepared for this. We've got, got the, yeah, we build the wall. You're <laughs> building much. the Berlin wall of DNAs. <laughs> Pretty much. So the idea has always been there. Um, but it's just a case of funding for it, I think. That's, mm. that's, and, uh, decent candidate to allow decent uh, funding for it. Um, And this is probably the best candidate for uh, in some time for uh, uh, vaccine development. Mm -hmm. So that's that's all really cool. It's very annoying in fairness. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, we always knew they were were ahead of us. Um, Mm -hmm. They also don't have to work with live virus. They can, I don't know how they make the mRNA. I think it's probably just um, genetically modified cells um, that they then purify that out. 
Did you see it coming on TV that it was coming out and you're like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> We're like I three mean, months behind you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, kind of. Not gonna lie. Like, mm, everyone else disappointed like, at saving all these lives. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was sort of like, oh, God. Um, nah, no, of course I'm like, over, absolutely over the moon that we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that our product's going to be. Um, not worth the time or effort because we need a variety. We've already seen some um, issues with folk with severe allergic reactions, so there'll be a there'll be a population there. Oh no, I get fucking hundreds of allergic reactions, Jamie. <laughs> I think, well, I think the Pfizer vaccine um, you're being not re- recommended if you have severe allergic reactions, like if you had like a bad penicillin reaction or a bad peanut. Allergic reaction. Uh, I think no, said. No, nah, I'm alright. That's game yeah. shit. If fine. it's a chick, if it's a cheeky bit of hay fever, then I'm sure you're okay. <laughs> like, right. So the difference. So the good thing about our vaccine is that it's very nice to the uh, immune system because it's basically you're just basically throwing a bunch of dead COVID bodies into your body, and then it re- recognizes it. So there's there's just there's no sort of aggressive immune response to wow. it. so we think it would be quite good for elderly and for immunocompromised and in theory will ha- not have as severe an allergic reaction so that's, that's kind of mad man thank you, you I've learned so much do you reckon people are right at all to be concerned about like long term effects and stuff like that because that's one thing people have mentioned to me a few times since I started mm. doing this um, like like effects on fertility and these kind of things that you can't really test in a short period of time personally I don't give a fuck put it in my no. veins no. put it in my boys I don't mind I mean, really. they <laughs> said that about soy milk as well and I won't let them it, take soy milk for me so I won't let them take the vaccine for me I mean I think this is this is the part where people get really concerned when virus uh, vaccines aren't actually that complicated like in the grand scheme of things so generally have whatever your your product is whatever is the actual activator thing and then you have um chemicals called adjuvants adjuvants chemicals that that raise your immune response so it gives you better protection that's why you sometimes feel a bit shitty after having like a flu vaccine Mm -hmm. for example Mm -hmm. it's not it's not the it's not you're having a little bit of flu it's your body overreacting to what is very little um flu whatever uh, recipe that's supposed to be uh, for the Pfizer vaccine it's literally using your je- your biological processes to make a protein that doesn't do anything really so a surface protein is just like oh it's there it's false and then it'll kill the cells and it'll be done that'll be like that's the end that's the end game yeah. there's no anything else going on so in terms of we can't you know I can't 100% here say that there won't be any long term side effects because We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. The guinea pig. I signed up like yeah. months and months ago. I'll be like, give me the fact. I don't care if it's a uh, really? trial. Yeah. Count you me know. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> certainly, you know, tens of thousands of people have already had this clinical. Have uh, already had this. You know, phase three is like tens of thousands of people. It's not just like you know, a couple of hundred people, uh, a couple of stupid students are you know that have volunteered for mm-hmm. us. You know, it's yeah. a whole range of folk. Um, so short term, we know it's safe. Long term, there's nothing to suggest that um, in, in the actual mechanisms of how the vaccine works, that has anything to do with fertility, has anything to do with, you know, cancer along the way. It's it's not, nothing, nothing in the actual mechanics would suggest that it's going to have detrimental effects mm-hmm. in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy to 
to go along with that. In life, there is no risk. You know, you take a risk yeah. crossing the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll so find out. You're either going to die or you're mad at it. Have you been offered it yet because of your work? No. No. Um, so I think I'm going to get it like the start of next year. I've got in February or something because I work with patients. Um, uh, I assume you would probably get it before me though because you're working with viruses. You know? I don't know. It would make life a lot easier. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> because you could just handle uh, it. You could just fucking get your fingers you know, in it and that. Uh, <laughs> I mean... In my in my work, because we're working with live virus, um, you work at because it's a dangerous virus. You work at such extreme levels. Um, so, don't know if you've seen like what we wear normally. It's like hazmat. It takes about half an hour Heisenberg, to get into the room. Yeah, pretty much full Heisenberg, blah, blah, blah. And then if you're working with the virus under pressure, you need full-on respirators and a belt, and you look like you're coming out of a nuclear factory. Wow, um, spaceman suit. That's got to be a good much. opportunity for a selfie. Yeah. yeah. If you could fucking move well, your you fingers. Would, well, if you don't, I can't bring your phone in. What up? Saving the world, one microchip at a time. How do you get the microchips in the vaccine? Is it like a kind of... <laughs> Is it like, do you shrink them down and, and like put them in the liquid? I mean, I, lo- I love the memes about like. <laughs> Done in three minutes. Ding! Sorted. I know. I love the memes about like, thank God Bill Gates now knows what Martha 90 from Cornwall is doing at every moment of every day. Like, Yeah, people are like on the phone being like, they're tracking us with the microchips. I reckon that's why they changed yeah. the names of my, like McCain's microchips to like. Quick chips, quick chips. Because people are scared of microchips. Because they've, I mean, mic- the they've put microchips the in the quick chips. People are I mean, look at, look at look at Corona beer sales since for no good reason. Like, mm. did they go up or down? Corona's beer down. sales have gone they, down the drain. Yeah. Aye. Wow. <laughs> people react to these things in a really weird way. Yeah. The place, the club across the road for you used to be called the Corona. It still is. It still is. It was the Corona and then it became the Butterfly and Pig and then they renamed it the Corona again just before this fucking. Really <laughs> bad <laughs> business <laughs> decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorted, Absolutely. Um, what hey, are why some is there of the conspiracy theories about that? <laughs> about, exactly. about the name change of our pub in Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. People always look past the pub landlords when it comes to glo- global conspiracies. Yeah, but they're the, yeah. They're the first yeah. one. We walked yeah. by, me and my pal Ben walked by it and he was like, do you think they knew? And I was like, knew what? <laughs> knew what? <laughs> like, probably named it after the beer, mate. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, Jamie, what's some of the maddest uh, vaccine myths that you've heard? Uh, fertility, I love how it's always, a, like, you know, whenever this happens, it's like, oh my God, male for fertility, as if that's, anyone gives a flying fuck about your male they fertility. Will, they will like, stop us breeding. Like, yeah. They want to stop us breeding. <laughs> like, I need to pass on my genes. It's so mad, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, I have a, um, a family friend. So like, you know, the, the fake aunt, as it were, uh-huh. who's, um, husband is a fairly uh, severe anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. um, severe, his daughter hasn't like had an HPV <laughs> yeah the fake uncle um, do you ever call it anti-vaxxing yeah. no, I, I mean at, th- at this point I might because I'm quite annoyed at all of them um, <laughs> yeah, oh that must hurt so like, much you know, this, these people know what I do for a living right yeah. so and That's just long, decide yeah. to like nah we're not having it um, <laughs> have you so, read the internet Jamie and you're like my god I studied oh, no, right, five I'm years into that. so I think the aunt's quite conflicted about the whole thing right mm-hmm. and she decided to send me this video of this woman who claimed that she was a nurse um, basically claiming the HPV vaccine which is the vaccine that 
most girls get mm-hmm. uh, to prevent cervical cancer. In fairness, all men should get it as well because it's also just general bad. No, but yourself, it's, still to can- it's still linked to sort of like <laughs> different cancers, yeah. Cancers, you know, yeah. men get HPV too. Um, so, but it's definitely more relevant. And basically, she was like, uh, "Girls have dropped dead at the at the point of taking the uh, the the vaccine. They've developed cancer. They've developed, you know, everything else under the sun." And it's just. And I'm sitting there like I listened about five minutes. I had to turn off because I was just like furious, yeah, like because this yeah. woman's going to be responsible for girls dying of of HPV related cancer ultimately. Because oh. and then I so looked up everything. So the link between HPV and cervical cancer literally won a Nobel Prize. <laughs> literally won. It's not just a case of like oh something we know. It won a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. So did some. Uh, there was a peace prize and yeah. a science prize. Yeah, sure, um, like prizes get way more kudos. Yeah, yeah. And, just like oh, you didn't kill enough people. Yeah, well done. And I'm sitting there like and I'm, I'm like you're bloody like and then so i was like fine let's let's look at the comments of this youtube video and let's see where her sources are i'm like there's no sources just a link to her book nothing and i'm like <laughs> damn people think um, need i say more? autism as well because it's that it was disproved like 20 years ago but people still peddle that book. people still like yeah i mean i've yeah <laughs> it's autism i think as soon as something gets um I think that's the problem, though, with, you know, modern medicine as it's going on. Like, there's, you know, you've, have you ever gone to people that's like, there's certainly a lot more gay people in the world now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Everything. or there's certainly more, more oh, there was people. never this many trans people when I was younger. I'm like, yeah, it's called the closet and <laughs> socioeconomic problems and everything else. The same thing is with autism. Aut- like, autism is not as something that has been so misunderstood. Mm. You know, people still get... Um, uh, diagnosed with autism well into their uh, 40s, 50s mm-hmm. um, and then just considered a weirdo until that point. Like, yeah. It's still something we don't understand. It's just so therefore, as soon as something, as soon as you find or someone says something is linked to something, then people just jump on the bandwagon regardless of science. So I um, shot myself there. I thought he came <laughs> in our room. I thought just by the way that went, there was like, a, like I, oh, I was so confused. Oh, You're not making the listeners think we share a room. <laughs> I think it was because my head was so close to his head, so I was ready to turn around and be like, "Who the yeah, fuck like, is that?" That's yeah. mad. Do you um, do you want so, to take this 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 period to grab a quick refill on the coffee? Welcome back, Jamie. How are you doing? Do you have a nice break? It was lovely. Nice, yeah, nice cup stuff. of tea. Yeah, we cup of coffee. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, we want to get <laughs> fantastic. Do you know what? Was it you that told me that the reason people cheers is because it used to be the kings when kings were drinking together they would cheers and hit the, the beer together so that a bit of their beer would flow into each other's cup in so that, in case it was poison you, you told me that did I? Uh, I think so fantastic yeah. who knows yeah man yeah um, what was my question it was a good question but I kind of remember it for the, the kitchen to hear oh, I wouldn't worry about it okay. oh yeah right cool right so I read an article on the internet so you know serious serious here um, and it was saying that some people with COVID were having like long term COVID side effects even after mm-hmm. the COVID had passed do you know anything about this? Uh, I don't know a lot about I know long COVID's a thing um, <laughs> the I think LC. It's so people are unhealthy and blaming it on COVID <laughs> <laughs> I know well is that well, well no I think I think it, I think it has caused some serious 
problems. Um, I have a friend who's a neuroscientist and there's a whole thing about COVID on the brain just now. Uh, it's quite serious stuff. Um, what's her face? Um, Kate Garraway, who hosts like Good Morning Britain and stuff. She, her husband has long COVID and was in a coma for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, I think he's COVID. coming out of it now, but uh, certainly a lot of reports of that. Um, I think... Well, I don't really know the. Mecha- I don't think anyone knows the mechanics of it as to why that's the case. But um, I think all that can be said is that you know this is a brand new novel virus that's never been seen before by our mm-hmm. immune system, so people react to it, mm-hmm. uh, either overreact it to the point of causing you proper damage, or they don't, and then some people are completely asymptomatic. So it really does depend on how much you know. All of it. It also kind of depends on how much virus you've sort of taken in or your viral load it's called so if you've had just had a little bit then it probably can't replicate fast enough to cause you any big harm if you had quite a lot of it then who knows what the outcome of that is so yeah i think we'll know more going forward why that's the case but i think it's still quite you know science is still catching up to that but what, yeah what causes like a viral load to be higher would it be like if someone coughed on you rather than breathed on you or something <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. This is sort of like the, con- the concentration of the number of uh, infectious particles that you intake, really. So, I mean, that's, you know, for us, it's a case of how much, what's the dosage requirement? It's like how much viral load or sort of dead viral load do you give someone? And so we've got three dosage ideas just now. Although that was a whole thing, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we, generally, when we made a vaccine before, we didn't have we were like we have one dose, so that's what it is mm-hmm. going on. But because we don't know how this works, we were making three doses. We had a low, medium, high. So this sort of depends how much sort of uh, inactivated COVID we put into these um, vaccines. So it started low, medium, high. It's like okay, great, and. And then the powers of me is like, hmm, the data is a bit um, interesting. That we should, we'll make an extra high, right? And how all this works bureaucratically is that you need to, because we never had to make a different dosage, you had to make a new batch numbering system and write a deviation on that. So I did that. I was like, oh, now we're doing extra high. That's another piece of paperwork. <laughs> so I was like, and then decided, oh, let's let's do extra extra high. So so we had low, medium, high, extra high, extra extra high. Wow. And the amount of and, you know, it changed like that. And what people don't understand is that when working at sort of good manufacturing practice, everything has to be controlled within the niche of its life. Um, you can, it's really hard to make things happen, like, instantaneously. So it's like, oh, we'll just throw in another five mils of COVID. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it all has to be defined. And so we're there, like, you know, just things changing at, like, a blink of an eye. It's, it's bonkers. Mm, um, so, yeah. all seems- so we decided what the low... Though now it's been low, medium, high, but we went through five different dosages until we decided what we actually wanted. So mm-hmm. that was a whole thing. But, yeah, so... Is literally the amount of sort of infectious particles you give someone and the effect that it would have. So, yeah. That's crazy. This is all seems very complicated and very detailed and very processed, which is why I find it's probably easier for people to just turn up with some mad shit and be like, gives you HIV. If you get the virus, it gives you HIV. <laughs> Summed up in a sentence, you know? But- yeah. I, I, do, I do think, like, it's... it's, diff- it's <sighs> Having worked in the, in the field, right, until you, until you work in the field, you don't really understand how, how controlled it is. Like, you pretty much can't 
even fart in a clean room without having to record it somewhere. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm partially joking, uh, but, but honestly, like every tiny indiscretion has to be recorded. Uh, I'm trying to find, figure out an example. Um, a sneeze. Like, well, no, sneeze, sneeze, well, yeah. Um, you're wearing so much crap anyway, but mm. say, um, let's say you added slightly more media to growing cells. In a grand scheme of things, that's not a big deal because it's just it's just more food for them. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it happens, you have to record it in what's called a deviation procedure, and then that all gets recorded. That can be read by them at any point. So, and if it's happened, if it's a if it's more of a serious problem that gets investigated and it's like the amount of paperwork mm. <laughs> you have no idea and you're just sitting like god damn it's uh, <laughs> something that happens it just becomes a whole thing but, and it's annoying but it's so important because that, that's the kind of sort of that's how open-ended it is is that you know the MHRA can come in whenever they want they come in about two years and FDA come as well. So these are the bodies that basically say you're good to go with a with a vaccine. Um, and they visit us whenever they want. And when they do visit, it's like the whole site just goes bonkers. Like, so there's like a whole, they sit in the meeting room, they get a tour, they and then they can ask for any documentation ever made. Wow. And you you can't say no. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole there's a whole like nucleus team and they write on these pink sheets and then people lick the runners literally run around the facility like I need this <laughs> they want to see this. How big and, is this place? Yeah, how many what's the what's the team number? No, the labs not that big. There's about a hundred or so of us on site. That's quite so a it's lot, not, man. I, I can imagine a small team for some reason, but I, I mean, it's, it's a vaccine for the whole world. So. Yeah. yeah. Sex guys. Well, <laughs> yeah. All for, yeah. When you break it down, so it's not just the people who make the vaccine, which is, mm-hmm. oh, I work in process development. So I'm, I sort of like do like the sort of dummy runs and basically figure out all the kinks and stuff and then pass it on to like a manufacturing team. And then they, develop it uh, they actually make it so we sort of develop the sort of ideas as to how um the process should go but you have quality control um all the rooms are covered in agar plates um so that if the air quality is not great then they grow and then you're like this the levels are too low the air changes about 20 times through a filtered system so air is clean um like particles in the air in the cabinet get uh, registered. Uh, you get a particle counter. Yeah, sounds like a, a tough job. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but so all this has to be in place, and people have to do it, and it gets recorded. And so there's just reams of, like data involved, like the packet. And when you actually submit something to for approval for clinical trial, it's like here's all the batch records that describe literally step by step how it's done, and it's been reviewed, approved by a quality assurance department and then the QP who's quality person who basically is the quality person like signs off qualified person quality. Oh, qualified alright okay. yeah. so, so, the kind of, so they so they're the final sign off from the site saying this is safe we believe this is safe and nothing in the process has deemed is fine and then that goes off to regulators they see the batch records they see the environmental monitoring data they see um what else to see? We see all the sort of sampling data and the sterility data and the safety data and all of that, you know, 
masses of stuff that like you, you just would not have, would not get a vaccine approved mm-hmm. until that all that had been reviewed and signed off by the MHRA. Mm-hmm. So this, this the level of control is 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 excellent and required. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, People are like, but, I can't be wearing the mask. It's too much. It's too much. And you're there like, yeah. oh, like they the particle like, counter in the roof and that. Like, my goodness. And you're in the clean room and you can't, you know, in order to get into the clean room, right, right. Here's, here's an example of how ridiculous this is. In order to get into the clean room, right. So because we're also working with uh hazard group three organism, which is what COVID is, okay. which is a, which is a organism that is, uh, potentially lethal, basically. So you have to put extra steps in, right? So mm-hmm. you go into a room, you take all your outer gear off, you're left in your undies, you then put on a Tyvek suit or a pair of sort of like clean room scrubs. You then leave that room. You then sign into a thing that says uh, there's a beacon, so the pressures are monitored. So there's like negative pressure that sucks all the air out through the HEPA filter, and there's positive air to make sure nothing goes out, kind of thing. So there's air fiber all over the place in order to make maximum containment if COVID leaked somewhere. So like astronaut the, decompression right? chamber. So you sign a thing that says this this room is safe to go in. So you head in, right? Take that stuff off again. You then <laughs> you take your whatever scrubs you've got. You put on another pair. You put on the sterile gloves. You put on oh, you've got clean room shoes on as well. So you've you're got nothing behind. You're not carrying anything in. You sign in to see your, what where you're going and what you're doing. You set you time to date. You put over sleeves on. You cross over, and that's you in the grade D area, which is kind of where like things are weighed and stuff, and where we store stuff. Then you get into the actual clean room, which is grade C. So in order to so. You go into the sort of change area. You then put on face mask. You then get these sterile Tyvek suits. So they've been gamma radiated. So they're mega, mega, mega clean. You have to like treat it open like this and then furl it out. You hold it up, up to the sky, pull a zip down, stick your hands in, unfurl that and wrap it up. Uh, so you're not touching the outside as little as possible. Remember, you've got sterile gloves on at this point. So mm-hmm. would it matter? Get your Tyvek suit on, in and out, zip up hood up and so you've got about this much exposed skin at this point right it's just literally between your head and face I, oh no you've got a face mask on so that's about this much <laughs> then, you get your, <laughs> then you get your safety glasses on and you try and do it in such a way that you don't steam up your glasses like everyone is there having discovered that's a problem mm. I'm quite a master of not getting steam up glasses you just shove it in, <laughs> into your mask as deep as possible yeah. you then get sterile over boots on and then you cross like a like a bar on the floor so there's like a blue side and an orange side and so you all this is done on one side as soon as you get the boots on you cross over you're over like this try not to deck it tie it up and then finally you get a pair of a second pair of sterile gloves on on top of all that your eyes, as fuck. you double bag in the gloves no idea you're spray <laughs> all the time you're spraying um uh, basically isopropyl alcohol IPA on everything as every step mm-hmm. you're spraying everything you're getting high off IPA <laughs> you get your set gloves on and then you're in the room what? so you, that that's whole your process started walk it's like 20 20 minutes and you can only have one person in that change a few people in the change before that it takes me that long to find socks usually yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just so that's it's, so much so man it's so much but it's, it's the level that we take because the quality of the product is paramount and then if something did was discovered at testing say that something got contaminated and everything gets pulled out you know you're recorded through the entire time so if your earnings a bit crap 
then you're literally recorded and that can be used as evidence to say this is what happened this is why it happened and then blame you for the whole vaccine failure that's <laughs> so, big pressure yeah it's it's pretty pretty intense and then you're in there for god knows how long in theory you should be in for a reasonable amount of time but sometimes you have to just power on but mm-hmm. three four hours i think the longest I've been in is seven hours without a break. Seven hours of grief. Sweat, dehydrated. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. But God. Right. So, I mean, I hope like me describing that is a comfort that we we put ourselves through. Yeah, <laughs> Incredibly yeah. arduous. And the Oxford vaccine, mm. um, they'll be taking those steps as well to ensure that. So mm-hmm. it's no different. I read that the Oxford vaccines get a sixty percent success rate, and people were freaking out. Like that's still quite good, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still, it's still, still, still decent. It. Mm, you know, still long yeah. on it. Well, I think I think I get. I think it depends on the dosage because I think if you get a lower dosage and then a higher dosage after the three weeks, I think it's it's it, the effectiveness is better. So I think that's why it's a bit delayed. Is that it's this is the, the, the dosage requirements are so we'll probably have one type in a, in a second booster mm-hmm. it's a bit stronger so um but 60 is still good like right. it's better than 0%. what sort of effectiveness do like so say you got a drag for going on holiday like um what would be standard <laughs> one of those malaria malaria what um what like effectiveness would that have um would it be a night uh, 500 or what would it be less no nowhere there that much mm-hmm. um, oh. i think general general effectiveness for most vaccines is about I think about 60, 70 to be mm-hmm. viable. Uh, so 90 is kind of unheard of for Pfizer. So that's wow. that's kind of a big deal. Do you think so, there's any chance they're like they're boosting the numbers and stuff? Because I, I, well, I have heard people saying um, or read online and stuff like that that like Pfizer have had to pay out loads of money in compensation and stuff like that. And I'm sure that's the case for loads of medical, like massive medical companies and for like mm-hmm. the NHS and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But people are mm-hmm. concerned about how quickly it's coming out and the fact that they've had to pay out loads of compensation for other things. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any uh, chance that one or two of these developers are cutting corners or boosting their stats at all, or is there no chance of that at all? It's very unlikely because clinical trials are not are independent, right. generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So they're done by independent bodies. So mm-hmm. you pay them to sort of do the thing. So mm-hmm. there is there's a there's a degree of separation. Yeah, Pfizer have had issues, but they are like the biggest. Um, yeah, medical company medical company in the world oh, okay, yeah. maybe yeah. it's like so how... they're like thousands and thousands multinational massive I think yeah. but the company I work for is like the 10th largest and we have uh, a few hundred folk like worldwide so that's like the level of like you know it's like oh we're the 10th largest so like no we're there yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's what we consider 10th yeah. largest is just comparison to like Pfizer and GSK and you know all so that. Like so. a boutique vaccine developer company. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. We're like, you know, we're just independent. We're, you know, doing a thing. Yeah. Making, you know. Would you like a deconstructed oh, yeah. coronavirus vaccine? You have uh, proteins here and uh, neutrons here. You know, you got like deconstructed coffee, like artisanal coffee. But, like, here's the coffee, here's the milk, here's the sugar, like that, but with your vaccine. Fancy vax. <laughs> Fancy vax. That's Fancy good. Vax. Write that shit down. See, um, so I've got a wee, we'll do this wee game. You want to game it up? Yeah. Into, into doing a wee game um, so basically sure. can I play as well or is it just for Jamie yeah, yeah so I'm going to a vaccine and the ch- percentage chance of a side effect you're going to have to tell me whether you take it or not so the first one is a vaccine for athlete's foot with a 1% per- 1% chance you'll lose your pinky toes probably still take it yeah but this is it's a bitch it's, it's, you get all itchy does pinky toe no affect your balance no you don't need them they're like obsolete yeah do you know what your pinky toes are fucked because they're shoes 
Like the, no, everybody's like humans. Pinky toes are supposed to go. It was your big toe. That'd be another thing. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no. I need I need that for essential purposes. Wherever you go, athlete's foot. Or a one percent chance of losing. I'd take it, Jamie. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so a vaccine for hair loss, but with a zero point five percent chance, it will turn into pubic hair, and your pubic hair will turn into head hair. <laughs> Would you know? You just get up. I don't know. Yeah, with a little throw. That'd be all right. Yeah, I'm not far off. Pubes on my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can't okay, okay, two meters, bro. Two meters. <laughs> uh, so, do you get head hair with your pubes on? Yeah. Well, you could, I guess you could. Uh, aye, so like, imagine mine. It's mm-hmm. big mane. <laughs> and, then, and the pubes? Aye. God. So, I would obviously keep it trim, but it would be a, a way thicker, it would look bizarre. Mm. But it's only a one in what? 0.5 quick mass. One in 200 chance. Nah. No. I, I shave my head anyway, so if I get hair loss, I'm fine. Yeah. 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 If you're happy for not to have it, then feel free but yeah. I don't like what, what are we defining the differences of pubic hair versus I mean it would be cleaner because you know in theory you'd wash it so <laughs> I don't actually wash my hair I just use like water I don't wash my pubes and I wash my I, I, sh- I know it's bad I shampoo hair my hair every day and because if I don't it just gets super greasy I don't mm. know what to do to avoid that but. Right, I left mine for like probably six seven weeks one year because I was just like I can't remember why I was just I'll, I'll just rinse it for ages mm. and then eventually it just started like generating its own oils and I put a wee bit of product in for the curls mm. curls for the girls you just need water man that's, that's all it does yeah. you, just need, yeah. you just need to get through that like four or five week I guess period of your, your head adapting to having to produce its own oils that's mad I went vegan for the period about a year ago and all the hair on my <laughs> pretty much man pretty much my, all my hair all my hair changed so like my beard got like thicker and uh, like mouth full and my hair got all like shiny and stuff and people were like what are you using like what are you using and I was like oh I've went vegan they're like ah you're ass you're ass what are you using tell me what you're I want people different people pure accusing me it was just that I guess because it's like your skin is the last place to get nutrition so because I was fucking battering carrots I just had like a I got it, beard. It was good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, a vaccine that stops weight gain and muscle deterioration, but with a 1% chance of incontinence. Well, you need a bit of weight gain. Weight gain. Mm. I, I think I think that's sort of a yeah. natural thing. I, I wouldn't I don't do think I do. <laughs> I think I need, I need to lose a bit of weight. It stops muscle loss. It stops muscle deterioration. So if you just get, if you get like, you go to the gym for like a year, get like ripped, that's you sorted for life. Done, I'm taking it. But you need, but you need muscle deterioration in order to grow muscle. Yeah. So you're damaged. You de- you da- when you do weights, you're, da- you're damaging the muscle. Uh, it's like positive. And it grows on top of it. Mm. So you wouldn't be able to gain any more muscle either, technically. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Man, that's, that's it leaves you exactly where you do you want to stay the same forever but you might piss yourself I'm like that's what happens when you get old yeah it's yeah. <laughs> very true um, I'm not taking it you're not taking it Jamie um, well Jamie's just proved why we shouldn't be taking it yeah that's why we got a goddamn scientist on we can can we consult you for future episodes when somebody comes on speaking nonsense we'll be like uh, hold on we've actually got a scientist on the phone uh, Jamie <laughs> can you tell this man why he's talking piss you'll be like yes boss <laughs> Um, a vaccine against all forms of cancer, but with a point zero zero one percent chance you get all forms of cancer. <laughs> At the same time, oh, you just—it's it, such a small chance, man. And like, there's like a what one in two or one in three chance you will get cancer. Like, I don't know what's the number. Ah, uh, because then I can smoke forever and not feel bad about it. 
Yeah, game it. Because if I get all the cancels at once, I'm not going to be about for a while, you know. I'm only going to be suffering for a short period of time before all my cancels kick in. I think I'm, I think you would have to, like, work out what your chances are of various cancers. If you have hereditary cancer, if your biomarkers suggest you might be going cancer, you can work it all out beforehand. Yeah. Mm. So if, if, you're, if you're a higher chance, if you have a history of There's been a lot in my family cancer. over the years, I think. I think my... Then it might be more worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if I would take it anyway, man, like point what zero zero one percent chance I've never won a bet like that. Nah, yeah, give me it. Give me it. Yeah, I'm gonna eat fucking red meat for breakfast uh, every day of my yeah, life. Yeah, you you're you're right about looking into your family's history. Would you take mm-hmm. it, Jamie? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, man, we've got mm-hmm. a couple of gamblers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right, last one. A vaccine against all illness and the effects of old age, immortality in a syringe, but with a 1% chance it will kill you instantly. Yeah. yeah. Wait, do I get do I live forever? Aye. I don't want it. All right, well, you can live until you want to live. Oh. That's the same thing, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah you, you can you can end your own life if you want, but you can live as long as you want, which is <laughs> ideal, really. Yeah. Uh... Yes, give me it. Yeah, yeah, give me it. Give me. Depends if other people are taking it, because then you'd have to make yeah, new friends, yeah. and that's just like, and that's just exhausting. It's not even about like you know. <laughs> yeah. Part of like I have to make friends to again. All dead. More pandemics, Jimmy, and you'd be the person right. in charge. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> they would still be talking about no, microchips a million years later. <laughs> It's bonkers though, like, you know, people think of like, you know, your world world defining moments is like we all live through a pandemic. Like not mm. you know, we're a whole generation that will feel that mm. probably for our grandchildren about this. Like mm. oh, what yeah. do do? I spent the whole time just getting stoned in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what a guy who was do? World War Two, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a guy who was born on to, in two thousand and one, and he is just desperate to know where everybody was on nine eleven because he's getting a reference point or understanding it. So everybody he meets, uh-huh. he's just like, "Well, you're nine eleven, like he's dying to know, like he wishes he was there for nine eleven." I don't think people. I mean, that was probably like the last like major international. Shift change wasn't it really 9 yeah. 11? Mm. 20 years ago, um, 19 years sure. ago. Mm. What do you that think? That wasn't something like a crappy election, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess like Brexit and Trump getting in were pretty big, but only really here. Mm. I feel like 9 11 would have been yeah. known about all over the world. That's totally yeah. about all over the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, how long do you think the COVID uh, like effects will last on society? So like you know when you watch stuff new and you see people like kissing or touching hands, you're like, oh, oh pre-COVID, oh, you're pre-COVID. sort of like, you know, you're like, what's happening now? How long do you think that'll last until we're back having big sweaty orgies in the middle of sanctuary? <laughs> <laughs> middle of sanctuary. I can't wait, man. <laughs> um, no, I think it'll. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it'll probably last a few years, like. Especially if we're, I don't know, people, because you're probably going to find like mental health wards are going to be full of people who are worried they've got COVID, even though it's been away for years. Well, like, um, I remember Frankie Boyle talking about this years ago, um, or maybe in his book, how when he was um, working in a mental health ward, when he, in, like, I guess probably the 90s, um, everyone thought that, like, because they were getting quite old, I think it was everyone thought that. Um, they were on the, the TV was watching and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. No, it was like people just before that thought that Hitler was coming to get them. Okay. And then people around his time thought that the TV was watching them and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. People now probably think like that they're being microchipped and followed around and all that stuff. Yeah. I reckon like if you give it like five years, there's going to be a lot of people that develop mental health issues now. Mm-hmm. Um, Based on that. Hypochondria really, like, will be through the roof. Viruses, yeah. just think everything's got a virus on it and won't yeah. be anything and have to be a recluse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of that more. Because like, the general public will probably 
get back to like behaving the same way probably fairly quickly how like quickly that. we adapted to lockdown how quickly we can adapt to you know unlocked yeah exactly like people yeah. adapted quick i think i would like to think masks would last a while because that's just uh, like shops and stuff because that's just yeah. courteous is it really yeah, I think it's just, it's just the chinese would all add it see if you're just if you feel if a cold or something like that and you're going on a flight mm. it's really like a courteous thing which people have been doing in um, like asia for mm. years and years mm-hmm. some parts of europe as well like i reckon if people keep doing that then that'd be great because you're not going to go on a flight and always because i always get a flight and always get a cold for some reason because it's just it's in the air contamination like circulates if people like if you know if you've got a cough or cold put a mask on while you're with at least hundreds of people for like three hours Mm. that would be really good you know at the very least do you use fart on aeroplanes do I fart on aeroplanes only when it's taken off because you can't hear it (laughs) (laughs) let it all out now do or do or die Man, oh. uh, yeah, man. Uh, have you got any more questions? Um, so Brazil's Supreme Court has decided that it's um, all have to be vaccinated against COVID. Those who fail to prove they've been vaccinated uh, may lose rights such as entry to certain places, welfare payments in public school, enroll um, enrollment curtailed. Wow. Um, I don't know if I wrote that sentence properly, but I fucking don't. So then, so they get like a wee card, COVID card, it must be like a, a vaccine passport or something like that. Oh. Um, what do you guys think about like? Making it mandatory. I mean, it's obviously not mandatory, but it is in, in that you need it to go to school or use, um, you know, hospitals or welfare or anything like that. Um, do you think that's a necessary sort of, I guess, infringement of people's liberties? Or? Did you say Brazil said that? Yeah, Brazil Supreme Court have decided that. I guess it's probably going to happen in a lot of other places as well, but I think mm. Brazil's been hit pretty hard with COVID, obviously, mm. with having <laughs> people all crammed well, into tiny places. You know? That's what the Supreme yeah, Court that. said. I think their president also said it would turn you into an alligator so you know yeah that real thing so <laughs> give me that he's a give me that well. what's the chances what's the percent <laughs> I want it like I feel like it has to be a bit of both like I feel like as soon as you start mandating vaccines then it becomes a whole other mm-hmm. conversation yeah you should take it because you want to be a benefit to society yeah. <laughs> like because yeah. that's ultimately the only way we're going to get out of this you're, you can't you can, uh, uh, what's the word? It's eradications with vaccine and eliminations without, I think. Yeah. Just let it so die it'll, down. It'll, it'll be years and years and years if we didn't have these vaccines. Potentially never. We just have to serve. Sort of, probably our immune system will catch up faster than, um, than it being like completely being rid of. Mm-hmm. But vaccine passports. Hmm. I think I think that has to be up to, especially now with travel restrictions in place. Like if you end up in a, you know, sort of importing stuff, it becomes you know up to countries. I feel like in, uh, intracontinental. Uh, it's kind of like well, you've got what you've got, don't you? So mm. as soon as you start, you know, we've got you know the mixed strain coming in from Denmark. We've got a new strain as well been propped up here i don't think i think it has to be up to countries themselves to yeah. define what what whether they let people in that are unvaccinated for mm-hmm. you know such a deadly 
and virile virus. So yeah. it's, a, it's a difficult one. Do you think sure. they'll have like, not even just for travel, but do you think they'll bring it in here that you need it to use like, I don't know, go to concerts or whatever or go to um, use public transport or anything like that? I don't know if they would maybe do that now. <laughs> it's a bit police oh, state. Not, not with our government. No. Whether it's a good idea or not, it's probably not going to happen. It's too much effort. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no American, but a bit like, oh, you can't make me take it. I don't want it. It's my right. Like, a wee bit of that like you kind of force people to put mad shit in the realm and the people who don't take it well they may just all die off so that's problem solved isn't it like it kind of <laughs> solves itself yeah that's like yeah, the I mean, next stage of natural selection you know risk as well isn't it when you go to these things mm-hmm. forevermore like you know if you've had the va- if you've you know if you're going to these things you have to weigh up the fact is like people here are about Maybe carrying COVID and aren't vaccinated. Yeah. So what do you do? You take the vaccine, mm. and until mm-hmm. that's done, you might consider not going to it. So it has to be mm. up for you know individual risk as well. Mm. So It'll be interesting to see like what percentage of people actually take it up when it's first rolled out. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's quite it low just now. Ago, you'd think about twenty years ago, people would be like just take it because there wasn't this massive movement of like I know there wasn't people on Facebook like telling each other yeah it's gonna turn you into an alligator yeah you would just go to somebody on like a shitty local radio yeah exactly be like oh no like yeah like uh, what? listen to them because they bought it because it's, it's a shitty local radio yeah but now everybody's a shitty local radio DJ on Facebook <laughs> podcast is pretty much a shitty local radio uh, and if you guys don't want to take a vaccine that's absolutely alright we appreciate having you as listeners hope you stick around long enough to hear episode 5 yeah, I'll be mm-hmm. we'll be taking the vaccine and having orgies and all sorts of yeah you're messing the old vaccine um, Jamie I got a question for you do you think this is a reality or a non-reality um, this is coming from the Journal of Medicine I forget what the name it was <laughs> I didn't write it down my phone died it's probably right <laughs> yep so there was a 55 year old woman in Massachusetts who began a course of antibiotics for a common illness and as a side effect she developed a black hairy tongue which is exactly what it sounds like there was a name for it hold on let me see I could be making this all up I could just be looking at my notes at some shit I've lied about it's known as oh my phone just died it was like Nah, I've committed to it. It's like lingua verioso and another word that I didn't get to see. Do you think, Jamie, with this research for this show, Jamie, with this limited information, do you think this is a reality or a non-reality? Give it a hairy black tongue. Give it a hairy black antibiotics. Or antibiotics. Antibiotics. Give it a hairy black tongue. Uh, Sounds like that one about the pubes, doesn't it? I want to say that the tongue doesn't have hair follicles, but I honestly don't know. So I, I think it'd be hard to. Ones, no? Maybe wrong. Mm, it might. Mm, don't know. See, is, see, I'm thinking of it as like you know, I'm not just like yeah, no, I'm just like does does physiologically does that make sense? Um, <laughs> let's say yes. I've heard weirder things. I'll tell you a weird story I had to do after this. Quality. I'll say reality. Reality. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I feel like that might be real because you had it on your phone. Like. Yeah, I did have it. It's a reality. It's a reality. Yeah, I, I had the photo. It essentially looks like, you know, the wee uh, brushes you get to scrub your nails? No. The wee tiny ones? Yeah, like, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that, but black and on somebody's tongue. That's what she had. Yeah. Oh, man, that's nice. Yeah, and it was like the, yeah, it was properly like printed in the Journal of Medicine. The worst blowjob ever. Oh, or it may be the best ever. <laughs> I mean, beautiful. Yeah. A sadist, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what, um, what was that? What was the story? <laughs> oh, this story. Okay, so this was a literal paper that I was 
made to read for, as a part of a reproduction uh, reproductive stuff. It's quite gross, so bear bear with. So He's part it was of this case midwife. study where it described this um, case in Ethiopia. So this woman was giving head to someone, mm. a man, right? And then the ex came in, took a flaky, stabbed her, and killed the other guy. So she was sent off to hospital, did the thing, right? Fixed her up. Then several months later, it found out that she was pregnant. But the difference is she could be pregnant because she had a fused vagina. Oh, she, had, she, had, she, she had no... No, no, no. She biologically oh. had 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 no vagina and that it was fused shut. It's, uh, it's got a name. It's like, it's plagia something. Anyway, so how did she get pregnant? So they started like, is this an immaculate conception? It wasn't immaculate. <laughs> no, no. The story of the Virgin so, Mary the giving head and getting stabbed. <laughs> No room in the end. Are you sure? Joseph, why? Joseph, why? So the stabbing cut her digestive canal somewhere along the way, and then his sperm swam through her body down to because the the ovary and the flowing tubes are not connect. They're not fused together. It's open. So the sperm swam down her body, and then caught her. I think it was actually her first menstrual cycle because again you need something to, for the blood to go so it was our first menstrual cycle uh, that happened as you got pregnant my god wow did she get birth to the baby this is a literal paper she, I could try and find out? it again <laughs> oh they, they I guess they'd have to make some surgical you had to I think they gave her a c-section in order to get yeah. out I would but, hope so right, so, like push baby's just like what the fuck what the fuck I some, some of the some of the medical stories like that's you know some survival that stuff. Boy's got. that's serious <laughs> very virile yeah so yeah this was literally a paper I read as part of a class in third year of my undergrad yeah nice. so that's better than fucking anything else we had this week. Show me this fucking, show me these papers. Get me in the database. I'll just whip yeah. up mad medical files. That's, that's fucking yeah. interesting. That's good shit. Yeah. There was another study that were um, on the same day where <laughs> the study was basically based on how attractive women are um, depending where they are in their menstrual cycle. And the, the way they measured this is how many tips strippers got, depending on where they were in their cycle. You know what? Not a bad system. Nice, even no. playing field, so, you can measure the numbers. I like it. So it was Maybe determined a bit more aggressive when they're on yeah. the period, though. <laughs> on a period, less attractive when they're ovulating, more attractive. But, right. you know, the stat, stats were based off how much money they earned at strip clubs. So, yeah, weird things. Weird things you can yeah. find out. That's crazy. Weird papers, you know, well, peer-reviewed, read, read and proved by multiple people's papers. Yeah. Uh, that must be very hard if you are a stripper and you do find out you've got your period and then you need to go do like a 50 minute dance while you've just got like cramp and shit and everybody's like oh yeah and you're just like I fucking hate you I fuck I hate that show you see the 
prick a fucking uh, 20 quid would you ever do a bit of stripping Tarim if it came to you've done everything Tarim was like an actor a fucking he's done all sorts of shit so I've done a wee bit of stripping on a Hindu in Newcastle yeah it was these like Viking style tables and I was on a Hindu because I didn't know the 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 groom so I was like I'll go down with the ladies and have some fun Um, that sounded way worse than I meant to I'll go down with my (laughs) I just showed up I just I seen it on Facebook and I was like no it was uh, I went down and then I went a male strip club uh, and it was it was different to a lady strip club lady strip club was I've only been to like 25 and I've only been to one and it was very intense and, and they're all really big as well and so, so it was like Chippendales kind of thing oh man the nail strip club was fun it was a show there was an MC uh, in that ladies and gentlemen fucking here's a fireman he's coming out like seeing those things man I'd love that I'd love it so at some point they were like unthreatening in that yeah like, you'd bring like, up the yeah and they, <laughs> they look bigger because they're next to me and then they were like um, would anybody like to give us a try and I was wrecked on red wine so I was like Hurr! and I stood up on like these viking style tables and I ran along the table like jumping out people's drinks and shit onto the stage and then they played some music and I was like da 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 and I was like woo and I was like this is fantastic what a buzz and I was ready to like take my belt off and the guy was like oh, okay thank you thank you I would have I would have got my whole sack out that was I was on fire that night um yeah and then I went to uh, a, a female strip club and my pal was like well, we'll get your private dads and I was like sounds awful and I went I, and I went and she was like that and I was like uh so do you like walking here and that and she was like yeah it's quite good and I was like so um, do you get um bank holidays off and stuff and she was just like <laughs> you know, she was just like looking at me and the, think people are at strip clubs but I'm just scared and by the end of it she wasn't even because I'd annoyed her so much she wasn't even stripping she was just sat with a leg up like this just slapping her thigh <laughs> Just slapping her thigh. She's mm. like, "This is the minimum I can do," and I paid sixty pounds for that. <laughs> Never right. been back That's to an expensive lap dance. As yeah. at the same time, I looked at it, Ben, who was in the other room, and he was sitting like this. <laughs> and I was like, "That's how you're supposed to enjoy it. That's how you're supposed to be." <laughs> yeah, never been back since. Jamie, you, you, you like your strippers? Mm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> We should get one on the show. I've, 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 never, I've never been in a situation where that's where that has happened. Mm. Plus, I've got, too, I've got too many straight friends, so they would all be about that. And I'm like, no, not for me. Yeah. I'd be like, hi, how are you doing? No, but you take them to a male strip club. It's it's a show, you know. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. So do, 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 do. I don't have enough gay friends to go to a strip club. Mm. <laughs> not, not, oh man, that's a business venture that needs to be posed like a bisexual strip club. So you get some bits with women. Yeah. Some bits with men. You go in with all your pals. No, but I think people like to go to strip clubs to only look at what they like. You know what I mean? Guess you could go in a big group. The building is shaped like an ovary and you can go in. I don't know, I don't quite know how stuff works. This is why we need your reproductive <laughs> podcast. But you go in and you can either go to the left up the, the male side or the lady side and then you can meet back at the top and be like, Oh that was great. Uh, Take it to Dragon's Den. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we start doing comedy nights when we're allowed to do that again, we'll uh, we'll introduce an element of stripping. If you want. I'd love to mask on and that, taking the ma- like that with a mask, teasing. Yeah, How essentially, can you take off a beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Should we wrap up? We're getting. Yeah. No, I think. Else you want to talk about, Jimmy? Uh, I don't think so. I think no. we've kind of covered everything. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Usually we say like plug your socials, but yeah, if you've got any, you want to plug? Plug. Uh, you don't want to name, mention the company you work for, but um, Ethy, you do want to plug a thing? Uh, 
Um, just plug in the vaccine. Plug in your vaccine. Just take it. Just take uh, it. My Instagram is jamieboyle underscore, and you can follow that if you fancy. Yeah, we'll follow you. I don't use it very often. B o y l e. Uh, yeah, J M I E B O Y L E underscore. Nice one. Um, yeah. Check out our socials, Part of Pod on everything P A T T O R Pod. If you get any questions that you want to be taken up as a reality, um, email it to partapod at gmail.com. Um, we're also looking for sponsors. If you're some kind of sponsor, feel free to get in touch. What kind of, what kind of people? Maybe we should get a fucking uh, strippers to sponsor. Ah, uh, sexual <laughs> well, we'll create, we'll find it. I mean, to be fair, they're probably quite skint at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be struggling uh, with the two meters of stripping. So it's yeah. like the strippers here on two meters away, and you get like a wee binoculars, like you're at the theatre. You every, look like that. Every podcast I listen to seems to be sponsored by Viagra at the moment. So yeah, it's like one of them. Like. Yeah, Viagra and beer. Jamie, is your work uh, sponsoring? <laughs> Is my work sponsoring? Probably not. I think we'll well, well, see how this goes. Yeah, if you need the help, let us know. Our 13 listeners will be buzzing. No, listen, we're the number one podcast is going. Are you really a podcast until you're sponsored by Squarespace? No, that's the question. That <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love to do the Squarespace advert. Oh, sure. Yeah, because you won't actually tell me how Squarespace, Squarespace is. is great. With, uh, with Squarespace is built in drag and drop technology. You can build a website from scratch easily. See, we're already doing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll phone I mean, Squarespace. I, I would Right. This has been fantastic, Jamie. It's been really good. Recording that we can still chat. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie, man. I appreciate Cheers. this. And take the vaccine. Everybody take the vaccine. Take a vaccine. Just fucking take it. Welcome back. Um just for a little bit of a recap from the interview there. Tarium, did you enjoy talking to Jamie Vaccines? Jamie Vaccines was great. He was ready to go with the information. I feel much more informed yeah. on vaccines He's done than more I did. research than we've ever done for this podcast. For anything <laughs> we've ever done, he needs to research every move that he makes, man. But yeah, you hear, when you hear about the amount of like safety and the amount of precautions that they've got in just for just to even get in the room, it gives a nice sense of but a sense of comfort yeah and it feels like if he's you know it's like when people like the government are making it when people are like it's the government that's making it and you're like no it's not it's a guy I went to school with you know it just (laughs) it feels it feels a bit nicer than the idea of like CIA operatives although when when you say it's a guy I went to school with it makes it that's it makes it sound more dodgy yeah like he's in chemistry just like yeah it used to be now he's making the vaccine for I knew a guy who could make acid Aye? Yeah, I could uh, steal the stuff of the chemistry lab and put it in a wee uh, vial. Aye, how do you do that? Uh, Just for information for the listeners. Um, I don't know, I'm not a chemist, <laughs> mate. We should ask Jamie vaccines. Yeah, like, make LSD. Jamie, how do you make it LSD? I feel like that might get him uh, sacked, potentially. Oh, it definitely shouldn't have been doing it. And I won't mention his name, Rob Stewart, but it was... <laughs> no, I, can't, I don't even... I don't, I don't even know the guy. It was third party. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you enjoy it? Yeah, man, I felt... Um, for a first interview, I think it was quite quite good. It was a good mix of having a laugh and, and getting actual information. Serious information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've brought some sort of semi, semi-serious, semi-informative. That was actually informative. Proper informative, yeah. I think that's a good balance to go between as well, because I've got dichotomous thinking, yeah, black white thinking there you go new words for you what did they and I when it's so in my head when we were like we'll do interviews I'm like we will only interview people and then we were like maybe we should do something that's just us and I'm like it'll be only us no kind of else no kind of else <laughs> but this is a good balance between we do something us and that's a bit more lighthearted and jovial and then when we do these nice serious informative podcasts Mm-hmm. They're serious and informative. Yeah, and the next one, we're getting um, Aidan Martin, the author of Euphoric Recall, coming on. 
Yeah, which is a memoir he wrote about addiction. And um, aye, there's a book there, man. Just put it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just, if you can imagine that front facing, then that'll be. Yeah, that should be daylight. I'm, I'm like about halfway through it at the minute. It's fucking pretty. It's pretty brutal, but it's, uh, it's really um, enjoyable at the same time. It's should like, uh, funny in bits, and but it's just, it's really like a. Like a heart wrencher, that one, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, the first chapter's called Groomed, so. Ah, should I read the blub to get the listeners excited? Uh, aye. Uh, young Aiden stood outside of a McDonald's waiting for the man he thought was his friend. A friend he met online. It would change his life forever. Euphoric recall details his recovery from extreme trauma and addiction as a Scottish working class lad growing up in a new town, Livingston. He's <laughs> like, make sure it says Livingston. He also survived uh, brutal experiences with suicide, violence and mental health issues. One day he decided to write a memoir about it. He holds nothing back, yet tells his story with a light touch, much humour and hope. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. Be, like, I, I work with, with Aiden, um, pretty much every guest we've had so far is just people we know, but we're yeah. keeping them interested. Yeah, a little bit, man. He's a brand new man. I think he'll be, he's up for having some fun stories about about his drug days as well. So that'll be fantastic. A good laugh, man. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'll read one random sentence. Recovery provided me with the tools to start facing these things. Wow, expect more of that next time. Thanks for listening. Cheers to Jamie for coming on. Thank you, Jamie. Vaccines. Take it easy. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, stay real. <laughs> I'm glad they cut it.